This is Rhea. And this is Just the Who of Us, where we talk about a range of topics, including life events, current events, spirituality, entertainment, family relationships, as well as answering listener questions and more. All right. So let's get started. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited. So I found you on a podcast and I'm not going to dive into that podcast, but I just want to kind of put it out there that you are kind of famous because you were on Jody Sweetie's podcast. <laughs> You know what's funny about that, though? When I got the call from Bob to be on that podcast, he had mentioned Jody Sweden, and, uh, you know, I always knew her as the character from Full House. Um, so I went and talked to my wife because originally I was going to fly out to L.A. to do it, and we have two little kids, and that was just going to be really hard to do. But she's like, yeah. oh, my gosh, Jody Sweden, like, she's really been outgoing and talking about, you know, her drug issues in the past and this and that. It's like, I had no idea. I would just thought it was Stephanie Tanner. So I was doing a lot of research uh, and it was, it was pretty eye-opening um, the work that she's been doing. And it was really cool to be on that podcast, especially as a fan growing up a full house and especially, you know, Stephanie Tanner. So I thought it was pretty cool. I'm glad yeah. you saw it. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad I listened to it because it led me to, to your foundation. Oh my gosh. Excuse me. It yeah. led me to your foundation and and led to this conversation. So um, <laughs> it's funny because the the podcast is off air that one and this was like I don't it was a couple of years ago right that that you were on it. Uh, we recorded it. I want to say like nine months. So it it was released in twenty twenty three. I know that I know they have been okay. doing the awkward conversations podcast for a number of years. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think they, they've kind of changed the format to like more video. Um, uh, but yeah, I, mean, I, I want to say, I, I know it was like hot outside. So it was probably last summer. I remember it being really hot. Cause like I had to keep the AC off because the mic picks up a lot. And mm -hmm. you know, as they were, you know, the controller person was messing with it. He's like, can you turn the AC off? I was like, I can, I might start sweating, but we'll, <laughs> we'll make it happen. Well, well enough about that. Yeah. Let's talk more about your foundation, your history, and what you what you used from your life experience to put back into the world now. Um, so tell us a little bit about, let's start with kind of the background of the foundation. What led to starting this foundation? Sure. So um, I always kind of like to start with a, a with a thought question um, mm -hmm. because it, it can be a very complex topic, especially with, with everything we cover. And if you sort of think back to a point in your life, you've probably been told this, your family, friends, parents have been told this, but somebody has suggested to you that you should change your physical appearance. Mm -hmm. um, for some people, it's you need to lose weight. Uh, you know, as we get older, we hear that a lot or even as kids. Um, you know, but growing up, it's, you need to gain weight or you need to get bigger, stronger, and faster for those athletes. Yep. And so my younger brother, Taylor, uh, was a student athlete, loved playing sports. He was a great student. Um, at the time he was carrying a 3.75 grade point average. So he was getting ready to go into his senior year of high school. He began looking at where he was going to go to college and further his education and also wanted to play sports. And, uh, you know, like so many of our young people just kind of like I was talking about here a minute ago, uh, you know, he was told that if he wanted to make it to the next level or he wanted to be a starting player on his team, 
that he would need to get bigger, stronger, and faster in order to do so. And half of the kids on Taylor's team at that time in high school uh, were actively using anabolic androgenic steroids, testosterone, uh, in order to achieve those goals. Uh, So Taylor began purchasing anabolic steroids. He was actually buying them at the local YMCA where we lived in Plano, Texas at the time and began using these drugs. And again, if you think back to school and even today, this really isn't a topic that's covered in classes. And it's not something we're really interacting with our young people about or even adults. Um, So this decision he made was uneducated. And uh, about uh, six months after he made a decision to begin using these drugs, one of the side effects that could be brought on uh, is depression. As you come off of this testosterone, you have this hormone imbalance in your body that we could discuss later on if you'd like. Yeah. Uh, but this depression was was serious enough that on July 15th of 2003, uh, Taylor took his life. So he's been gone for, you know, almost, almost uh, 21 years now. Yeah. Um, I, I noticed on, so I, when I was looking up the name, you know, just learning about the foundation, um, there's an article on just think twice.gov. And it kind of explains that, you know, he was a teenager, had everything going to going for him until, he, you know, stories, steroids came into play. And it talks about the kind of physical things that, you know, you start to notice weight, muscle increase and whatnot. But the things that go unnoticed a lot are the kind of emotional characteristics and then you kind of couple this with being a teenager being in school having pressure and things like that and I feel like a lot of times it is something that can go unnoticed and just kind of attributed to normal teenage growth you Mm -hmm. know normal teenage mood swings and, and things like that um what was it that kind of stood out that was like hey and and I know you know I know what it says in the article, but mm. I would I just would rather ask you you know yeah what was it kind of that was kind of like mm, wait a minute this isn't just kind of because this could help other people what that's kind of like this isn't really just normal teenage stuff. Good question. Um, never really been asked that question before sort of in this context. So I'm glad you did because typically we'll talk about it during our programs or I'll try to share it as, you know, we do podcasts, what have you, but, um, Taylor was experiencing many of the textbook side effects, um, of these drugs that, that many of you, you might've learned like in health class when you have like a 30 minute section on this. Yeah. Um, so Taylor would have mood swings just like any other teenager. And you go back to those days where, you know, you, you can get very angry and you're sad. Uh, and, and these emotions change very, very quickly. Right. And it can happen within, you know, a 30 minute time span, um, where Taylor's behavior after started using is just deteriorated pretty quickly where, uh, for example, my dad asked him to go mow the yard. You know, we all have chores that we have to do. And as my dad would tell you, um, you know, because I've got an older sister and I'm the middle child, they, they had already raised two teens. Um, Taylor became so angry, like, no, I'm not mowing the grass right now. I don't want to. He went upstairs and took his pitching hand and punched it through one of the sheetrock walls in his bedroom. 
Oh. Which, you know, we've all gotten angry before. We've thrown stuff. We've done things like that. Yeah. But about 10 minutes or less later, he comes down the stairs crying, just full on alligator tears. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have done that. And my parents are like, what is going on? You know, we've had two teens and we have seen these mood swings, but nothing like this. Yeah. So they had noticed that. Um, the other thing that they had noticed is Taylor began to develop very serious acne. Um, and some of us, you know, are blessed where we don't experience acne at all as we're going through our teen years. Um, but you know, Taylor's acne was very, very severe where it's called androgen induced acne. So it would grow all across his chest. It was all across his back and down the back of his arms, pretty severe. Oh, wow. Uh, he, you know, he was taken to a dermatologist and th- they treated him for that. Nobody ever acted like or asked the question like, hey, are you on any sort of testosterone or or anabolic steroids that, that might cause this? Yeah. Um, so those are sorts of things that, you know, you would actually see on the outside. The other thing is my brother was going to the gym sometimes twice a day. Mm-hmm. So you think as a parent, well, man, that's healthy. They're really into fitness. They're, you know, they they they're you know, wanting to change their physical appearance, what have you. But Taylor had put on about 30 pounds of muscle within the first six weeks. Oh, which, you know, n- now looking back, obviously that that's impossible to do without the use of drugs. But if you think about society today, if you have a young person that's quickly growing muscle or they're losing fat, they're, they're working out twice a day. We, we reward that behavior. That's great. Um, and some, and again, not, not to say that people that are working out twice a day are using drugs, but this was certainly the case with Taylor. And the last example I'll give you, um, was at the time I was playing division one baseball, numerous, a a high percentage of teammates that I was playing with were using performance enhancing drugs. And I asked Taylor, I said, you know, it, it, it was very tempting. So I said, well, you know. I'm thinking about maybe getting on him too because he'd look great. We were on vacation. You know, he had his shirt off. Now you could see all this acne and some of the jaundice, but those are just small side effects, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, he. I remember him, and I'll never forget him telling me this. said, Don, don't do it. And I said, well, why not? I mean, it's it's obviously worked great for you. I've got a lot of teammates using. He said, they make me feel aggressively depressed. Aww. So I didn't know what that meant. I've never dealt with depression. Um yeah. You know, and and talking with people now today that that have used these drugs that have struggled with depression, they said you don't understand where he was, right? Which it, which is a good thing. Um, yeah. But I'll never forget him saying that, and that was just about three or four days before he took his life. Oh, wow. Um, I, I'm I'm looking. I was looking trying to look through um like podcast topics and things like mm-hmm. that um i don't know i i'm i'm kind of i've never i mean i have i have five kids um and i've never been in that kind of situation as a parent um and you know if you don't want to speak for them that's fine um have your parents been able to come to this kind of realization that they couldn't control the situation? And, and, you know, because a lot of people, a lot of parents, Mm -hmm. when it comes to 
parents of addicts or parents of, you know, teenage users, uh, they kind of go and and because I've talked to you know different people, they kind of go through this fault. Like this was my fault. I should have. I should have seen this. I could have caught this. Have your parents been able to come to the realization that they they couldn't control the situation? And for parents who may be listening, kind of how did they get there? If if you know the answer to those questions, I I, I do. Um, so. I'm I'm a new parent myself. You know, we have we've got two two kids now, um, two and a half and one and a half. And perspective in life changes. Mm-hmm. It, you know, people tell you that and and it really does. And I look back now, especially how my parents were able to get through it. It, it it's to me, it's it's pretty unbelievable. Like, how did you guys do that? But from the guilt piece, um, I couldn't speak to them on the guilt piece, but I do know. Uh, you know, it's something they wish they were educated on because again, when it came to the mood swings, they did what they could. And and he was seeing a psychiatrist when it came to him punching his hand through the wall that day, they took him, uh, to an orthopedic surgeon to get his hand looked at. And they sort of talked about, why did you do that? You know, you're a pitcher. Nobody ever questioned these drugs. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and again, from my parents' perspective, he's eating really well. He's working out twice a day. Um, and then all of a sudden you kind of start seeing these major changes. And it wasn't until I believe, so he started seeing the psychiatrist and, and let me back up one more time. Mm-hmm. So Taylor had confided in me that he was using these drugs. And again, I probably had a 30-minute education piece on it in high school about some of right. just the very, very basic side effects that we hear about. Yeah. Um, but Taylor told me that he was using these drugs. And I said, okay. And, and um, you know, I, I knew some friends that were using it, some teammates that were using it. Again, had no idea how dangerous they were. Yeah. And so my dad had called me about a couple of these incidents where you know, Taylor got in a fight with this kid in a parking lot and broke his jaw. And I'm, he's like, that's just, that's just not him. Yeah. And I told him, I said, you know, I, I don't want to rat my brother out. Uh, you know, we we're best friends. He's my younger brother. But I said, I, he told me that he's using anabolic steroids. My dad's like, oh, okay. Well, what does that mean? Mm. Um, you know, so my dad always tell you, looking back hindsight, they, they wish they would have known. They wish they would have known to look for because, when they sent him to the psychiatrist, it took about, I believe, six one-hour visits or so before Taylor said, you know, my behavior really started changing when I got on these drugs. Right. And that was one of the things that he had to go share with my parents was that, you know, he was using steroids and, uh, you know, that was affecting his behavior. And sadly, it was it was just, you know, two weeks later that that he had taken his life. But um I, but I, I couldn't speak with my parents on the guilt thing. I, I think they did what they thought they could do at the time to help him. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is, especially those parents listening, they had no idea, uh, you know, how dangerous these drugs could be. Yeah. Well, and it's impossible. It, it seems impossible to know. It's impossible to know everything, right? I mean, right. we can educate ourselves on, everything that we know to educate ourselves on and there still be this one thing especially because 
time is constantly changing. New things are constantly coming out. Uh, you know, you can prepare yourself as best as you can. And then there still be things that you don't know. And so mm-hmm. kind of giving yourself that, like understanding that is important too. Um, my One of my kids brought to my attention that most of the teenagers in their high school are on some kind of drug. And it breaks my heart because I know, I, I mean, you can, you can look around at certain parts of town here and there's a good bit of homeless population and you can, you can typically tell when someone has been using drugs, mm. right? So you can tell that it's kind of a, a common theme as to why the homeless population is what it is here. It is drug related. And that's been proven. Um, and it it's just, it worries me as a parent, you know, all the time because I'm like, well, my kids are smart kids and I intentionally educate them on everything that I can, but I don't know everything, right? And, I, you know, luckily they're very open in conversation. They don't tell me everything, I'm sure. But they tell me the things that I need to know for sure because of the conversations we have. Um, you know, I, I try to make it a point to make sure and educate them on drugs. Uh, one of them asked me, well, what if you like smoke with somebody else? Well, that's still dangerous, even if it's just weed, because you don't know what they're putting in it, you know? So it's like, and, you know, we've heard stories of the girl smoking weed at a party with friends and being found dead the next day because the the weed was laced Mm -hmm. so it's just you know it it does it it worries me but I try not to stress about it because aside from going to school and like somehow forcing everyone to be drug tested and and like what do you do then right who do you quote unquote blame at this point so then I have to go drug test all the parents or you know like yeah. I don't know. Like, how do you, how do you change that situation? And you can't, unfortunately, change every situation that your kid no. is around. The only, the the best thing that you can do is constantly educate yourself and educate them too. Um, and we live in know, such a different world today. You know, I, yeah. don't, I don't know how old you are when you grew up, but you know, like in high school. People were into, you know, drinking, maybe smoking weed, which, you know, I know that, right. The weed has changed, Uh but recently we were in Nashville for MLB winter meetings and following our annual meeting, uh, we sat through like a mental health conference and they had three or four different speakers and they were just talking about how the drug use amongst kids have changed. In fact, one of the parents had lost his son. Uh, from a fentanyl mm. overdose yeah. where, you know, you're just sitting here scratching your head. And, and, and again, you can always play devil's advocate. I can see from a fact where these kids are showing up to a party and they have prescription drugs. Yeah. So they put them all into a bowl and they pick out whatever drug, but it's gotta be safe because a doctor prescribed it. Yes. And I can see yeah. that. I mm-hmm. get that. And yeah. I understand, you know, as a young person, that would make sense. But, you know, obviously as an adult where we've matured and, you know, we've maybe had to use some of these different drugs for some sort of ailment that we've had, we know the side effects that it brings. But then you start mixing that with alcohol or you mix, 
you know, pres- you know, two or three different prescription drugs together, that could be something that's deadly. And it's, you know, li- like you, it scratches my head now. Again, our, our kids are a lot younger right now, but I know we're getting ready to come up on some of those discussions. And what do you do yeah. when you're at a party? Because I've been there and it's like, hey, do you want to have a beer? And, you know, as an athlete, I, I really never had alcohol. So it was like, it was uncomfortable, but it was okay to be uncomfortable. And you, you know, you might get teased, right. or whatever, but that's okay. I mean, you can, yeah. you can also choose to leave the party, you know, and it's, it's, I get it. It's hard at that age, especially talking about these types of drugs and some of the short-term and long-term health side effects. Well, I'll just do it now. I mean, I'm young, right? right. Uh, you're not right. thinking about, I want to be a parent one day, or, you know, th- there's a lot of life left to live. And it's hard to have that perspective at that age, looking back now today, it's a lot easier because we have wisdom and perspective. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I'm 38. So. Okay. So we're about the same age. I'm 41. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. High school, like we maybe like snuck cigarettes or yeah. you know, maybe, maybe so sweet from time to time, but like, yeah. I, I definitely wasn't, I don't know. Like I wasn't putting any needles anywhere. Oh, I wasn't putting anything in my nose. I, I never have never but I've also seen things I've seen. I mean, I've seen people in teenagers completely go from this seemingly healthy, happy, active person to just completely deplete and overdose. And it's, you know, it's like, I, I don't, and, and I tell my kids stories because I, I want them to realize that things, these things actually happen outside of like, social media or the news or whatever you know yeah. um and and I, I hope that it's one of the reasons as far as i know they haven't done drugs uh one of them smoked weed but you know <laughs> they were like they were even like i i made sure that you know i saw the person roll it and blah blah and not saying that i condone a, a teenager yeah. even really smoking weed but i just kind of like what am I, what am I going to do, but go back in time? You know, yeah. I take that opportunity to try to educate them now. And, and because people are going to do certain things, they're going to experiment yeah. with certain things, right? Like yeah. at least, I mean, my mom was telling me about her high school experiences and they were definitely not just weak, you know, yeah. like not to like put her out there, like, but, you know, so it's like, you, I don't know, you, you, you pick and choose. And I, in the beginning, I was like, shit, I think I'm supposed to be like raving at you about smoking weed, but you're also sitting here telling me how careful you were. You actually listened to the things that I taught you. So it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to pick this to make it kind of a teachable moment and support you, not support you in a way of like, yeah, I keep smoking weed, but like (laughs) support you. Exactly. Yeah. In the good decisions that you did make, you know, but at least they could come to you and they felt comfortable to talk with you about it. And that's, you know, and and especially as it relates like testosterone, it is becoming more and more mainstream, more doctors are prescribing this drug. So, um, you know, it's, it's just what information can I give you so that if that decision comes your decision is educated. My brother's wasn't educated other than he learned from his buddies. Like, Hey, I mean, we got to get bigger, stronger, faster. Here's how we're doing it. You know, three quarters of the guys on my team are using it at the time. 
uh, you know, this was, this was two years before the MLB hearings, all you were hearing about, you know, my brother's a baseball nut. Um, you know, you were hearing about all the performance enhancing drugs being used in baseball. And this isn't a sort of drug where, you know, you take an injection of testosterone and it's going to kill you, you know, like instantly. I mean, it's, you know, the long-term use of this stuff, I mean, you know, can cause all sorts of health issues, including issues with our cardiovascular system. But again, that's hard to see the perspective at, you know, at 16, 17 years old, you're not thinking about being, you know, 25, 30, or even 40 years old. Um, So I just think the best thing, the best thing we can do. and, And again, like I've always was comfortable talking with my parents about, drug use or alcohol use or anything like that. And I just think, you know, you know, me as a parent, I just hope that I can do that with my kids where they would feel comfortable. Hey, I was at a party. Look, I smoked a joint. Yeah. Because obviously there's something their brain telling them like, okay, mama, talk to me about this. I know, you know, at least the decision was educated. You know, she's talked to me, you know, and now (laughs) I need to come talk with her about it. You know what I mean? But at least that, that seed was planted where a lot of kids that seed never gets planted, sadly. Yeah. They don't know any better. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and and one thing I try to teach my kids too, is like, not everybody has parents, right? Yep. Not everybody has active parents. Not everybody has mm-hmm. educated parents. And and sometimes uneducated kids will try to influence other mm-hmm. kids. And you being an educated kid is kind of your responsibility to say, Hey, you know what? Let me, you know, do you know actually what this could do to you? Or, or, you know, I know a lot of times that's not a conversation that teenager wants to have with a teenager who's Mm -hmm. trying to get them to do something. Right. Um, but you can say no, and you can also say, Hey, you know what, this, I actually learned this about this Mm -hmm. and I care about you. And, and I think maybe you should think about this before you do this yourself or, you know, something like that. Um, yeah. Uh, one thing that I, so, you know, having a podcast, um, I'm in my second year. Yeah. I'm in my second season. And sometimes I'm like, okay, I gotta like, make sure I find things to like, keep this going, keep, you know, having things to talk about and, and whatnot. And mine isn't tailored to specifically one topic. So it's a little bit easier to do. But I'm I'm looking at your 112 episodes and, um, you know, one thing that I, I liked about it was the fact that you, like, you keep this conversation going and you found a way to, hey, you know, this life experience happened to me. This is what I want to put out into the world and I'm going to find ways to keep on driving this topic. Um, tell me a little bit about the the podcast podcasting component and what kind of got you into that sure so we started our podcast in 2019 and and i i want to start laughing because tavis who's a sports dietitian we've been a long-term friend he works for us and all that he said don why don't we have a podcast and i'm like okay i've heard of these i i'd never listened to one and now I'm like a junkie. I don't listen to music anymore. I'm always listening to different <laughs> podcasts, right? So there's so many out there and there's a lot of really interesting stuff. And, you know, you get to hear from people that you likely would have never heard from, right? So there's mm-hmm. there's so much content out there. Yeah. So I said, okay, so how are we going to get this thing going? Like, what kind of equipment do you need? And so you, you start doing all of your research. And I was like, okay, well, we work, you know, 
I'll, I'll back up and kind of share a quick story. You might see the Alex Rodriguez jersey behind me. Yeah. <laughs> so for a couple of years, we worked with Alex Rodriguez. He was, you know, uh, making contributions, and we were using those funds to go out and do education programs. And and if you're a baseball fan, you, you know how that story ends. He was implicated the second time for performance-enhancing drugs, served a one-year suspension, and we had to cut ties. So what we did was we formed our all-me league, right? We wanted to find athletes – that are doing things the right way that would voluntarily step forward to help be role models for young people. And because again, it's, it's, it's easy to hammer on the athlete that made the bad decision to use performance enhancing drugs and they get highlighted. Meanwhile, the majority of your professional athletes out there that are are doing things the right way. So we wanted to be able to highlight those folks. And we started reaching out to some of these major league baseball players. And I'll never forget like, I think the first guy I reached out to was like CJ Wilson. He finished up his career uh, with the Angels, I believe, and then Jamison Tyon, who's still playing. And so we're like, hey, uh, we're going to start this podcast. Would you guys be guests? And I remember CJ texting back, yeah, when do you want to start? I'm like, okay, we don't have any equipment yet, right? <laughs> we don't have any. So let's, let's hit the pause button here. We don't even know what software we're using um, or how to even edit these things. And so we just kind of started using some of the relationships that we have and Essentially, what our podcast is, is we can't be an expert on all these topics. But what we can do when we go in and we deliver an assembly program in a high school, for example, uh, and you have somebody that says, hey, I would like to learn more about creatine. Is it safe? That's a question we get all the time. Hmm. So we have a whole podcast dedicated by Dr. Richard Kreider just about creatine. We went out and we found the experts. Next week, um, we're going to start doing video podcasts, by the way. So I'd love to kind of talk offline what you think about that versus just the audio, yeah, uh, which we'll still have, you know, we'll have still the, the audio only. But uh, yeah. we've been getting asked a lot about trend or trend blown. So we're not doctors. I know what the drug is. You I know, know, when students <laughs> ask you that, yeah, right. You're like, okay, you realize trend is not a drug that's been approved for use in humans. Well, no, I didn't realize that. But that's the social media influencers not telling you that. I was like, this is like the monster of all steroids. Like it's super powerful. And so we're going to do a podcast on that. So it's just kind of what different topics can we interview people about? And I'm sure you saw the one like with Bob Costas. So one of our board members is good friends with Bob Costas. And he's like, here's his cell phone number. Give him a call. See if you do it. I'm like, you just want me to just call Bob Costas. <laughs> And so I did. And he called me back. I'll never forget. Cause I was, you know, cutting my hair, doing something like that. We we're getting ready to go on a trip. And I told my wife, I was like, Bob Costas just called, you know, so I'm sitting there just standing in shorts, like calling him back. Like, Hey, um, but he was obviously easy to interview. Cause that's just what he does. So yeah. we just try to have all of these different topics. So as we're talking with young people and adults and they have further questions, we can send them to the experts on our podcast where we've interviewed them. Nice. Okay. Um, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, is there? So we got about about twenty minutes. Um, I want to make sure and ask questions that that aren't like your typical questions. I want That's people a good to job really. That. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, so I do want to discuss the foundation, but I wanted to kind of let everybody get to know you and and what kind of led up to the things that you do. Um, I also want to know too, how would one get your foundation to come and speak at a high school? Uh, the best way is either to visit our website, 
taylorhooten.org. It's all O's. Um, if you just Google Taylor Hooten steroids, it'll, it'll come up. Um, and we have forums there where you could reach out to us or, uh, you know, our, our, the easiest website is, or, uh, email address would just be info at taylorhooten.org to inquire about a program within your community, whether that's students, nurses, law enforcement, uh, even just a group of parents would be great to, to talk with. Perfect. And, um, all right. So the foundation, tell us a, just a, a kind of overview of, you know, we, we know how and why we got here. Tell us a little bit about the foundation, exactly what you do. Certainly. So we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization and, uh, we were formed officially in 2004 and our sole purpose in life, our, our mission is to enlighten the world to the truths about appearance and performance enhancing substances. But we do that through a couple of ways. We, our website, if, if you come to it, has just as much information as we possibly could have put on there. Uh, we, you know, we're on every single social media site. We we just finally got on TikTok. I, I know we're really late to the game, but <laughs> but it was it was sort of one of those necessary deals. So that we're kind of learning through that platform. Um, and we have our All Me Assembly programs where we'll go into schools and we'll talk about appearance and performance enhancing substances, and that's everything from the world of dietary supplements to anabolic steroids to human growth hormone to SARMs or selective androgen receptor modulators. These are little things that your kids are probably talking about uh, right now and have some knowledge on it. Um, and, and also our podcast. So our, our main, just our, our main goal is just to impact people and provide them even with just the smallest bit of information we can. So at some point in your life, you'll either be, you know, influenced to try and use one of these drugs, or you might walk into your doctor's office as we get older Hey, you have low T or you need to get on hormone therapy, whatever the case might be, you are educated about the side effects of what these drugs can do. Yeah. Yeah. Because you make a good point. Not all of it is not all of it just comes from other kids, right? Yep. Some of this stuff can be gotten from a doctor and yep. we've all, most of us, I feel like have learned more commonly over the years that it's, it's just as easily to get addicted to prescribe medication as it is to find something on the street. Yep. Yep. And you know, where, you know, these are a schedule three controlled substance. So there are legitimate reasons people need to be on testosterone. Yeah. Sadly, um, as you know, especially doing your podcast and I have some, some folks I could have you interview about this, but, okay. um, these drugs are, and really any drug, but as you know, I'm going to talk with stay in my lane here. Um, you know, is with performance enhancing drugs, they're readily available online uh, to be purchased, especially on social media sites. It's like it's almost like the drug dealer has left the streets and has entered the four walls of our home. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up, is there anything else that you would like to touch on? No, I think I think we covered it. Just just for for parents out there, even young people that are that are listening. Um, you know, th this is really, you know, especially with these types of drugs, it's, it's kind of morphed from athletics to, uh, you know, the number one reason young people and even adults are turning to the use of these drugs is for body image. It's to look better and feel better about myself. Yeah. And after losing somebody, uh, you know, to suicide, you know, mental health is a real big issue out there. 
Um, and I like to always tell young people, please ask for help. You're not alone. I can promise you that. Or even adults. I mean, it can happen yeah. to us, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, you know, it's like, please ask for help. There's, there's more resource today than ever. And as you, as you know, growing up, you know, if there was a mental health issue, it was like, Hey, go deal with that on your own. Right. Uh, where today, uh, Talk you know, to we want to help people. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like, you know, so, your diary. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Put in your diary. Right. So we're today it's, there's a lot of information, a lot of help out there that just us as humans can come together on. And, and I think, especially with this younger generation of kids, they're awesome to the point where they're open to talking about it. And I always tell them like, it might not be a big deal to you, but there is going to be a life saved that you will never know about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, let everybody know where we can find you. Sure. So we, our website is taylorhooten.org. Um, you know, we're on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, X, Twitter, whatever we call it these days. <laughs> right. Um, but, but, uh, also our podcast, uh, it's called the all me podcast. Um, you know, we're, we're available on all major platforms and, and even on YouTube. Okay, perfect. Thank you for being here with us today. We really, really appreciate it. And we look forward to chatting with you in the future. Well, thank you very much. Check us out on YouTube at Rhea Hakes, R-E-A-H-H-A-G-U-E-S. You can also keep up with us on Instagram at Just The Who Podcast and Facebook at Philology.